The Rainmaker Multiplier On Demand Series is brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity, a financial training, coaching, and IP development organization led by financial advisors, coaches, and business leaders committed to taking a holistic approach to advising. To learn more about our organization and upcoming training opportunities for financial professionals, visit ClarityToProsperity.com. Hello, this is Jason Smith. Welcome to the Rainmaker Multiplier On Demand series. I'm super excited to have um, my guest today, Joel Weldon. He is my personal speaking coach. I've learned a ton from Joel. I actually have his manual in front of me right now because I'm preparing for a presentation in two weeks from now. So, uh, so I blocked some time right after this podcast um, to use that. I've done that for a number of presentations, used this manual, super helpful. But welcome, Joel. Thanks for being here today. I appreciate it. Well, great to be back with you and your advisors. Yeah, yeah. And so really why I wanted you to be here, Joel, it's funny, him and I were chatting before we got on. He's like, uh, so I wasn't sure what you wanted me to talk about. I'm like, Joel, I just want you to talk <laughs> because I just want you to teach others the stuff you've been teaching me in this podcast the best we can. But mainly it's like right now in a virtual environment, obviously we're having to adapt to do speaking in a virtual environment. And so when, you know, we're doing a lot of virtual seminars now. So on my office, the JL Smith Group has transitioned over to doing all virtual seminars. We used to do them all live and in person. And we'd just love to give tips and advice uh, to all the advisors out there of how they can be more successful in, in when they're delivering virtual seminars. Well, that, that's certainly true. And I think that would be a great great advantage to your advisors because if they haven't been doing virtual, they certainly are now since we have no more meetings and we don't really know when they're going to start up. So maybe we could just put in context some of these ideas. Uh, first of all, as a financial advisor, you're sitting there most likely at home or maybe in your office if it's not too crowded and you've been going in and you've had a lot of experience. Well, for the last 46 years, all I've done is speak at events. And I was down at your Rainmaker and your mastermind group in Tampa at the end of the year last year when we were still having live events. And that was a wonderful program that you put on, Jason. And we had a big stage and we had screens and we had a packed audience. Those days have changed. And when we think of virtual, that has to do with videos that you would put on your website or on YouTube. It could be holding a webinar or an educational seminar. It could be a podcast like we're doing now or a Zoom or Skype, Zoom being the most popular right now. And they've overcome some of their security issues, which in the past, some advisors have been a little concerned about but there's such a big difference. So the question is, are you doing any of these things right now? Well, I know you are because we're on a Zoom call right now. And uh, notice that Jason has his beautiful green screen in the background, and I've got my green screen that I turned into a blue screen. But COVID-19 really changed everything. 
and it caused the cancellation of these meetings. But so in this little opening part on virtual presentations, uh, you'll be more effective in the next virtual presentation. You'll know what to do. And you'll also have some very practical, doable ideas, simple things. We're not going to get into cameras and lightings and stuff like that. Uh, that's not really, I think, the most important thing. And also, uh, you should feel more confident and more excited about doing these virtual meetings. But times have changed. This is the new normal. I mean, remember when you used to go into a place and they had the form of payment, they had a logo of Visa, MasterCard, now they got a picture of toilet paper. I mean, th things are different. People were exchanging toilet paper. This is part of the new normal. So if you would think about these virtual communications, let's start off on the speaker's perspective. In other words, if you're doing a presentation in some virtual format, you have a limited connection with your audience. If you've ever stood up at an educational session or dinner meeting or an event like we had in Tampa at Rainmaker and the Mastermind Group, you have a connection with the audience. You can see and feel their response to what you're saying, which does not exist when you're doing it virtually. You can't really see the smiles, the laughs, the, the sitting up straight when you say something really important or the, feel the energy. Second thing is there are distractions. And, and I call those the three Ps, Jason, people, phones, and pets. And when you do these in your office or at home, you can have people walking by, the phone can be ringing, or you can have a pet barking. You want to get rid of all those distractions. Because anything that you would see as the presenter, you're going to think about. So if a cat walked by you right now, Jason, you would be thinking, where'd that cat come from? Whose cat is that? I don't have a cat. Where's he going? So it's a distraction. You know, it's funny. Thing I have two distractions, of... Joel. My phone just rang as we were here. Oh. I had it on silent. And then my kids are in the background behind this green screen, behind the door, causing a ruckus. <laughs> so I got two of those peas, two out of three. All right, well, we need a pet now to come in and jump across <laughs> the screen right. to show that. So, so we do have the distractions. The other thing is, and this is a very critical thing to think of, you have varying arrival and departure times. It's very easy for people to join late and leave early which means they can miss some key points. So let's go to your big meeting in Tampa. When you started to speak, when you were on the stage or Dave was on the stage, you saw that we were all back from break, ready to go. Maybe we had one or two people that got tied up on a phone call. But when you do it virtually, you need to be very aware that there are latecomers. So you wanna add phrases like this through your presentation. So let's say you're gonna talk for 30 minutes, which is kind of our goal in this program. And, and if that's the case, you wanna say occasionally, you know, as we discussed earlier, and repeat something that you said in the very beginning, or let's review some of the key points that you've heard so far. And that will cover some of the people 
that came in late. Earlier, we discussed the three most important things about a virtual presentation. So that's one thing when they come in late, but what about leaving early? You should have a call to action at the end of every one of your presentations, whether that's if it's an educational session you're doing, coming in for a stress test, coming in for a second opinion, come to see you or do it virtually. And if that's the close and they leave early, they don't hear that. So you want to open with your close. So, so let me just give you what I'm going to tell you, that all these ideas, Jason held up his, we call that the toolbox. That's part of the ultimate speaking system. And there's really three options, the same options that we had when we were together in Tampa, if you were at that live event. We have an online program. I have over 200 videos, all on how to speak effectively and mostly focused on the content, not, not your delivery. If you're over 30 years of age, you've been spending your whole life being you. Why would you want to be anybody different? You've already become successful being you. And if you're low key, speak low key. If you're high energy, then use a lot of energy. Be yourself. That's so important, especially as a financial advisor. So we have these tools available. And, and normally that's a, a, a $2,000 program. Anybody that's part of C2P or Rainmaker, it's a $1,500 investment, one time for your lifetime. Lifetime membership. Jason, when you joined two years ago, I had maybe 170 videos. Now there's like 200. If you joined five years ago, I had two videos. You've gotten all these other new programs and you never pay another penny. So it's, there's no annual fee. There's no monthly fee. It's a one-time investment, 1500 bucks. And you get everything. It's taken me 46 years to learn about speaking. Then we have one-on-one -on -one coaching. I have three wonderful coaches and that's a $3,900 investment. You get eight hours. And that's a big saving off of our $6,000 retail price. And then the third option is to work with me one-on-one -on -one, like you do, Jason. And that's normally a $10,000 investment, but for part of your organization, you get it for 7,900. You can split it up. So that's my call to action. Notice I did that in the beginning. I think you should do the same thing. And a little later, you know, we're going to talk about, and then maybe seed it, plant the seed of what you're going to talk about later. I now let's switch the perspective. Let's go to the audience's perspective, not the speaker's perspective. So what's different for the audience? Usually a virtual call is free. Now, some of them, there is an investment required, but most of the educational things that you would be doing, it's free. So there's no real commitment. They might sign up, and I think, Jason, you probably found that from yours. If you get about half of the people showing up, that's pretty good. That doesn't happen when we have a meeting in Tampa. If you have 150 people sign up, we're not going to have 75 show up. We're going to have 145 show up. And we have four or five that had an illness or a family problem. So when it's free, there's no real commitment to be there. The other thing that you need to think of of your audience is multitasking because nobody sees them while on a virtual call, they do other work. 
and 56% are eating or making food. Basically, a survey monkey did a, a survey on what people are doing. 64% are doing other work. And, and these numbers, 56 are eating or making food. 44% are texting. 43% look at social media. And this was the amazing one. Jason, 21% are ordering something online while on a virtual presentation. Yeah. I want to chime in real quick because something you said, and I'll give you an example of what we're doing that we've seen great success, is um, we are doing the call to action up front, right? Or, you know, we're, we're closing up front, letting them know what's going to happen at the end, kind of closing up front. But we're incentivizing them to stay on, right? Because people do drop off. They're coming and going at different times, different than a live event. So what we started to do as a thank you for staying to the end of the virtual seminar, we're gonna give you a copy of the bucket plan book. And so that's the incentive is they get a free copy. It's normally for you to buy this, you know, yourself, it's $22.95. We're gonna, as a thank you for staying to the end, we're gonna give you a free copy of the book. And that's how we got people to stay to the end. Well, that's, that's a very good idea. And I think that's what you need to think of. Think like your audience. And the other thing to think of is they can dress casually. <laughs> Most people are sitting there, you know, in their, in their pajamas sometimes or wearing pants that have no bother. I mean, not wearing pants, you know, just sitting there in their undershorts. So, so what are some of the solutions? I mean, if we have these different disconnects, the first thing is your mindset, your attitude. You need to have positive expectancy and you need to be prepared. That's the most important thing. And part of that preparation is thinking like your audience. I call it TLA. Think like your audience. Don't think like a speaker. One suggestion for you to dress is dress like it's a live event. That's why I'm wearing a shirt and a sport coat. If I was doing this for you, Jason, at one of your events, I probably would be wearing a tie, but at least I would be wearing a sport coat. So that's how you should do your virtual presentations. And yes, you need certain staging. You need a camera and a microphone and lighting, green screen. As I say, we don't want to get into that. I will give you one little tip, though, that's helpful. Keep your camera three to four inches above your eye level. So right now, I'm looking straight. Actually, it looks like I'm looking down. By looking at the camera now, which is raised, so I have my laptop on a box that raises the camera, and I have a separate camera. So keep that in mind. Put your camera three to four inches above your eye, and then don't talk to Jason. So if I was talking like this now, this is what I would look like. I'm talking to you. I'm looking at your eyes. But now you see me looking at you. So don't talk to the screen. And if you have a green screen, like Jay, you can keep it so simple. Look at how simple Jason's green screen is. It's just the green screen. Well, we couldn't That's figure out how to get that on. Turn on the virtual background, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a green screen. On, uh, Ring Central. So, yeah. so I have a green screen that's just the blue background with my with my logo up here of yeah. the ultimate speaking system keep it simple 
you don't want videos or moving backgrounds or the skyline of New York City or Chicago. Uh, that's going to be distracting. And the third thing to think of, aside from what your perspective is as a speaker, what the audience's perspective is, is your message. And this is the key to the ultimate speaking system. People are always asking me, what should I talk about? And there's only three things that you should talk about. Something that meets the audience's needs, something that helps them overcome their fears, or something that reinforces their victories. Needs, fears, and victories. And if your content doesn't connect with one of those three, you shouldn't be talking about it. And one way that you can do that, remember with the early departures, is being a fisherman myself, I, I call it set the hook. Once you get a, bait, a bite when you're fishing, you don't start reeling in. You got to set the hook. And if you watch the nightly news at all, they're great at setting hooks. Jason, I heard the other day, how, how did a million dollars fall into a schoolyard? Or what player got a $100 million contract in professional sports? Or how can it be 92 one day and it snows the next? Those are some of the stories we'll be covering tonight. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss them. That's what you could be doing. Give them a stay tuned. You don't want to miss this because those stories and more are going to follow. And then on the virtual, you know, one of the questions they always ask, you know, how long should a virtual be? Should it be a minute, two minutes, three minutes, five minutes? I think it needs to be as long as the content requires. If what you're talking about can be covered in five minutes, fine. If it takes 15 minutes and it's relevant, if it's tied to their needs, fears, and victories, then take 15 minutes. Do you, do you go to the movies much, Jason? With the, okay. So if you watch them at home or go to a theater, most movies are 90 to 120 minutes long, an hour and a half to two hours long. If you go back in time, uh, Cleopatra with Richard Burton and Elizabeth Taylor was four and a quarter hours long. And if you look at some of the classics, uh, The Godfather, uh, Ben-Hur, these were three and a half hour long movies. Why were they twice as long? It took that long to tell the story. And now, 50 years later, they're still classic. Gone with the Wind is three and a half hours long. So length is really relative. If what you're talking about is of interest to the audience, they'll stay tuned. If it's not, they're gone. And then if you don't get the size of your audience that you expected, don't react to that. If you get technical difficulties, just smile and giggle and say, listen, I'm a financial advisor. I'm not an IT guy. I'm all alone here. Let me see if I can figure it out. And just don't take yourself too seriously. Now, this is all new to me in the last year as well. I mean, I've been paid to speak at over 3,000 corporate events. And maybe I've done 50 Zoom calls. Now, I do a lot of our one-on-one -on -one coaching, and so do my coaches on Zoom, but that's not the same as a formal presentation for your clients. So one way to prepare is just ask yourself, what if? What if I can't get a virtual background? What if the, the microphone isn't working? What if? And that'll help you prepare. 
And here's probably the single most important thing for a live event or a virtual presentation. Talk to only one person. And their name is you. That's you. I'm talking to you as a financial advisor, part of Jason's team. I'm not talking to all of you. Hey, you guys out there. Hey, tribe out there. No. You want to talk to one person and their name is you. So here's what you can do. Here's another idea that you might find helpful. That's so important. So why don't we stop and how about you ask me any questions about what I've said on this virtual little educational yeah. session? Yeah, it is pod well, it's a podcast, but we uh, decided to record it because the marketing guy said, hey, we'll put it up on YouTube if we can see Joel's beautiful face as well. So <laughs> that's why we're also recording it here. But the, uh, you know, one thing, Joel, is, is it, you know, I know when I'm creating my presentation, you know, I, I, you always, you know, you've taught me to, to always have a golden thread that you're repeating all throughout the presentation. Anything change in a virtual environment or is that still important? No, I think it's even more important. So a golden thread is one sentence that summarizes your entire message. And since I use the little metaphor about movies, if you watch a movie trailer, which maybe is a minute long, it, it kind of gives you an idea of what that picture is about. This is an adventure story about a former CIA agent that goes rogue. Oh, okay. Now that's not the whole two hour movie, but that gives you a clue. Same thing when you're speaking, that we're gonna talk about social security, when you should take it, what you should do once you start taking it, and how to make sure you get the best advantage from what social security offers you. That's what we're gonna talk about. Oh, okay. Or well, we're gonna talk about staying calm with this pandemic and look how the stock market is held steady now. And we're gonna look at some of the history of some of these challenges over the last hundred years when it comes to your stock investments. Oh, okay. So that's what I think you need to start with. So there's five steps when you prepare. And let's, maybe we should go over these, Jason, because we've covered them, but not in order. First thing is, who is your audience? Who are you trying to reach? Are these existing clients? Are these friends of clients? Are they a combination of clients and a friend that's gonna join this virtual presentation? Second thing, what are those people's needs, fears, and victories? What do they need to be doing they're not doing now? What, what are they worried about or concerned about? What keeps them up at night? That's what you want to talk about. And then what are their victories or successes? Well, they, they've accumulated a lot of money. They're successful at what they've done in their career. So you want to reinforce that. So who's your audience? What are their needs, fears, and victories? Then, based on those two, what's your golden thread? How do you survive in these challenging times? Three things that you can do as an investor, whatever you want to talk about, make the golden thread very simple and clear. And then the fourth step is what is the call to action? What are you going to ask your audience to do as a result of what they're hearing from you? 
and hopefully it would be come in and talk to you or get on a Zoom call or Skype call and let's continue this conversation and make it relevant to your specific situation. And then the fifth step is what are you gonna talk about? And unfortunately, Jason, most financial advisors get it backwards. They start with the message instead of thinking about who's the audience? What are their needs, fears, and victories? What's my golden thread? What's my call to action? And that will determine the content that you use. And as I mentioned earlier, you know, I've been paid to speak at 3,000 events, and you paid me to speak at your event, and nobody has ever said this to me in 46 years. You didn't say it to me either. Joel, speak as long as you want. No one has ever said that. They said, okay, you got 45 minutes, you got an hour and a half, you got 25 minutes, you got 10 minute talk. There's a time frame. And that's always going to be the case because you could talk for days. Jason, how long could you talk about the bucket plan? Right. I mean, you could talk about everything that's in that book and go for hours, maybe days. Yeah, I just did two, I just did a two-day virtual training. All right, so you did a two-day virtual training. We talked about it for two days, yeah. Yeah, okay. Now, if that's the case and you set it up that way, that's fine. That's like our Cleopatra movie. That's over four hours long. So think about not so much the time, but what is the message you need to get across? Now, one other way, if you feel that your audience can't handle the time, then do a three-part series or a two-part series. So we're gonna talk about you know, retirement planning. We're gonna divide it up into three segments. This is the first virtual call we're gonna do on that. And we're gonna go for about 15 minutes and then we'll continue with part two. So you can watch these in segments so that you don't feel that you're asking too much of a time commitment. But that's knowing your audience. What yeah. other things would be helpful to what, what, let's list. talk about what not to do, Joel. Like, what are the things, you know, three, five, seven, whatever you have, like, what are the top things that you, you know, that you, that avoid these mistakes, right? Don't do this. Like, I know you've told me, and I've had this own, my own experience, where I remember one presentation, I tried to memorize it, right? And honestly, it was like an MDRT presentation. They made me script it all out and then I was supposed to memorize it and blah, blah, blah. And I got up there and it was like, and people who knew me well were like, I could just see you trying to think about what you were gonna talk about next. You know, you weren't present, you know? And it was a horrible presentation, honestly. Um, until I abandoned what I memorized and then just started going being me. And then it and then it went fabulous. I was able to basically uh, sabotage. I mean, resurrect a, a, a presentation that was sinking. But um, you know what else, Joel? Like, what well, that definitely would be a, one of the things to avoid is mm -hmm. trying to memorize a presentation. What you really need to do to prepare for a presentation is get such a clear picture in your own mind what you want to communicate. And remember, the audience doesn't know what you had planned to say. They don't know they were going to hear the story about the twins or about your heart situation from a few years ago. They don't know that that was in your plan. 
So don't worry about that. And, and think if you could think more about them than yourself. And one way we know that is how many times you say I and how many times you say you. And, and this is one thing that you and Dave have done so brilliantly at. And if we can go back to uh, Dave's presentation in Tampa, where he, we told his story. And he said, so imagine you're living in Florida and you get a call from a friend and he wants you to come in the winter to Ohio. What would you be thinking? This is crazy. Right. Well, that's exactly what happened to me when Jason first called. So one way is to make your personal I, me, mine, a you, your, or you'll. Not that you shouldn't say I, me, or mine, but you don't want to make it all I, 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 I. And, you know, this is my favorite story. Well, who cares? You should say, here's a story I think you're going to really relate to. That's a you statement. I'm really excited about this next concept. Who cares? But if you said, here's a concept I think that's going to get you really excited. Everything should be about them. It should be about your audience, their needs, their fears, their victories. So we've covered a couple of do's and don'ts. Well, mostly don'ts. Don't memorize. Don't make it all about you. And we did kind of touch, but let's give it a number. Number three is be you. And this is so important as a financial advisor. I mean, just imagine if your call to action is to come in or do a virtual follow-up one-on-one call, and then you get to meet somebody that was on one of your virtual presentations, you do a one-on-one -on -one meeting with them, and they're, and they're looking at you and they're thinking, who, who is this guy or gal? They're so different than when I saw them in that presentation. No, you want to be congruent. And as I said earlier, if, if you're quiet and reserved, speak quiet and reserved. If you're dull and boring, put that in your introduction. Bob is probably one of the smartest accountants there is. He's also one of the most boring. Matter of fact, I looked in the dictionary under boring and there was Bob's picture. So I want to warn you, he speaks in a monotone. He is stereotypical accountant, but nobody knows more about this current tax situation than Bob. So here's what I'd like you to do. Force yourself to pay attention. Now, if you start to fall asleep, you need somebody to come and wake you up. If you see Bob on the camera falling asleep himself, Get on the phone and wake him up. No, seriously. Bob is not a speaker. This is not something he's done. He's doing it for you because he's got the right information. So let's forget about Bob's delivery and let's concentrate on what Bob's going to say. All right. So there's a technique exaggerated to handle an accent because many people are bilingual and they have an accent. So it's not going to be that easy to understand what he says. He comes from Bangladesh. He's been in America 21 years, but we still can't understand him. 
So you've got to pay attention. Oh, okay. So those are all tools and everything that I'm talking about is in our system on videos, audios, printed materials. And then the one-on-one coaching, Jason, is just like you and I. When we had our call yesterday for this big program you're doing in June, we worked on the first, the golden thread. What is it that you really want them to say this is all about? And that's a good way for you to think about your golden thread. Just imagine somebody hears your presentation, it's over, and somebody comes up who didn't hear it at all and says to them, hey, what were you listening to or watching? Oh, it was some guy talking about, what do you want them to say? The three most important things I needed to know about the new tax law, it was really fantastic. I got some great ideas and I know exactly what I need to be doing. That's the power of a clear golden thread. What do you want the audience to say after it's all over that you talked about? So let's not overwhelm them with the don'ts, but think about, don't memorize, be yourself, and don't make it all about you. That's great. Yeah, and um, you know, a good example, Joel, of an adjustment we made, a very positive one, is so in my practice, I have two lead advisors that do the bulk of the business out of the JL Smith Group. And so um, these two lead advisors are very different than each other. The one advisor, Brian Bibbo, uh, who you've worked with, yes, very outspoken, high energy, charismatic. The other advisor, Jeff Warnkin, is a CPA and more like kind of monotone, more serious, not real like outgoing, but extremely intelligent and an unbelievable financial planner, right? And so the, di- the thing was, is we were previously trying to have them co-host the virtual seminars and do different parts of the presentation. And it was like you went from Brian being really high energy here and then all of a sudden Jeff's kind of down here a little monotone and you're checking out. And we made based on, you know, your coaching and your what you teach about like be you, right? We did exactly what you just described a minute ago. Now what happens is Brian is the host. He really runs the virtual seminar, but he highlights Jeff as a subject matter expert, Jeff does his snippet and Brian kind of sets him up similar to what you just did, Make kind of makes light of it, but it, it sets the expectation where then they're really dialed in, they get Jeff, they don't, because before I think what was happening, well, I know what was happening is people really were becoming more like wanted to meet with Brian, but now what we did by setting the expectation properly and letting Jeff be Jeff, Because what Jeff was trying to do is he was trying to be all high energy like Brian. And then he wasn't being himself. And then they would would do the meeting with him and he wasn't getting them to want to move forward because of exactly what you described is they were like, who's this guy? You're not the same guy who was on, you know, because he wasn't just being himself. But now they're being themselves. And, you know, uh, genuinely in these virtual seminars, and then ultimately they can be themselves when they meet, you know, when they meet with the client virtually. Well, that's so powerful. And, and one other way to do that as a financial advisor, and as you're listening to this, 
what, what could be some of these possible disconnects? It could be energy level, you know, being low-keyed and soft-spoken as opposed to Brian, who's out of the box with energy and enthusiasm. It could be an accent. It, it, it could be that you're just not comfortable speaking and you have long pauses. Just build that into the presentation. And one thing that we help a lot of our advisors with is adding humor, is making it in a humorous way. So like somebody who is really low-key might say, you know, even though I'm, I'm an accountant and I'm kind of low-key, I am married. I've been married 17 years to Dol Dolores. Uh, actually, on our first date, she slapped me. Uh, I wasn't getting fresh. She thought I was dead. <laughs> uh, well, I'm not dead, but I am low-key. And, and, and I'm very diligent. And that's how I advise our clients on what they should do with some of these tax situations. I don't make hasty decisions. And I don't make a hasty delivery either when I'm talking to people like you. Okay, boom. So self-deprecating humor is a wonderful way to, like you said, set the expectation. And like with Jeff, we knew what the expectation was. And one other reason why it's so important to not try to be somebody you're not is you become uncomfortable. When you're you, you stop thinking about you because you know what you know how to move. You know, people ask, you know, well, what should I do with my hands? What do you normally do with your hands? If you don't use them, then don't use them because then you're going to be thinking, you know, about your hands instead of thinking about your audience. And if that's the one single thing you get out of this podcast, it's about your audience. If everything in your mind and body is focused on helping them meet their needs, overcome their fears, and reinforce their victories, their successes, you will be highly successful as a communicator. But if you make it about you, it doesn't work. That's no great. one cares. Yeah. The you factor. I love it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Joel, tell them, uh, tell them as we wrap up here, how can they, uh, how can they engage with you again? Tell us the, the well, uh, I think also now uh, that marketing bonus, is that still apply that they can use those points? Yeah. Their... Well, a lot of these two are not advisors that are doing oh. business with our financial institution. Oh. But for those who are, absolutely, we have that marketing points program that they can use to pay for this. Yes, I know we had a number of people in Tampa use that. Yep. And, and as you say, we have a payment plan. We're very flexible on that. You know, if, if cash is tight, but you want to get started, because this is the time to be doing it, to really be working on your presentations. The easiest way is just send me an email. And, and then let's talk about your situation. Joel Weldon Speaker at gmail.com. Real simple. Or you can look at our website and all the material is available and outlined at ultimatespeaker.com. Ultimatespeaker.com, all one word. And you'll see all of these programs there. And everything is guaranteed, especially for anybody on your team, Jason. And it's such an important skill to be developing. So let me, let me wrap up 
with 22 words. Now I'm going to stop. Here's something you need to think of. My call to action was, if what you heard in this short discussion makes sense, and you want to look at it further, send me an email, we'll talk about it. That was the close, the call to action. The call to action is never the end of the presentation. You want to leave after the call to action. So get in touch with me. We'll set up a private appointment. We'll talk about your specific tax situation or whatever it was that your call to action was. And then you do your closing. And the closing should be a story, an analogy, a challenge, something that wraps up everything you've talked about. So now let me give you my closing in 22 words. So if I was to summarize everything that's in the ultimate speaking system, everything it's taken me 46 years to learn about how to be an effective communicator virtually or live, it's these 22 words. Speak to your audience about what they need in an organized way they can follow and get yourself out of the way. And when you do, you will be a highly effective speaker, virtually or in person. So go out and make it a great day. Excellent, Joel. Thank you so much. Thanks for being here. Appreciate your wisdom. Appreciate you, my friend. Well, it's a pleasure working with you. I know we'll be talking in a couple of days to finish up your June presentation. Now that you've got your golden thread, you know what the call to action is. Now we've just got to go through some of that material and just tighten it up a little bit. And that's what the one-on-one -on -one coaching is. It's a second opinion, just like you offer your clients a second opinion. And as good as Jason is, it, it really is helpful from what you've told me to have somebody you can bounce these ideas off of. And I think that's why you have me working with so many of the people on your team like Brian and Dave and uh, Don Chamberlain and some of these others that we've added to that. And that's something else you need to think of. This coaching is for your practice. So if you have other advisors with you, that's all included in this. So they have access to all the material too. So it's for your business. Everybody can use it. It's awesome. All right. Thanks everyone for joining us and we'll see you on the next podcast. Take care. The Rainmaker Multiplier on-demand series is brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity, a financial training, coaching, and IP development organization led by financial advisors, coaches, and business leaders committed to taking a holistic approach to advising. To learn more about our organization and upcoming training opportunities for financial professionals, visit ClarityToProsperity.com.